Isn't that challenging? God needs few good men. And may he find them here. And we have them. And we thank God for every man we have in this church. And every woman. So, uh, we are thankful for Father's Day. We're thankful for every day. As Dean repeats all the time what uh, Roland Hill once said, what's today? It's the Lord's Day first and foremost. And then we celebrate Father's Day. And on Father's Day, uh, I think I'm going to break from uh, what I uh, used to do every year. Uh, I used to uh, concentrate on fathers. Uh, Today we're going to concentrate on what fathers need to be good fathers. And I took my message from Genesis chapter 5, verse 24. You don't need to open your Bible. I'm going to take a short verse. And it's about a man. His name is Enoch. And the Bible says in that verse, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Genesis 5.24 Scripture speaks of various ways of walking for believers in Christ. Abraham, we know, walked before God, as mentioned in Genesis Chapter 17, verse 1. The children of Israel were told to walk behind the Lord. And in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, we are told to walk in Him. And this suggests an intimate relationship with our Savior. However, this morning, it seems to me that the sweetest of all various ways of walking is to walk with God. As did Enoch. Four words. He walked with God. It is the sum. What what do you mean, Errol, he walked with God? I believe it's the sum of a life spent in his will. The sum of a life spent in his will. There is a lot packed in these four words. It's not like taking a walk and forget about it. No, it's a total life, as I said. And Macintosh says says it very nicely. As he writes, A man may travel around the globe. He may preach the gospel in every climate. He may suffer the cause of Christ. He may feed the hungry, close the naked, visit the sick. He may read, write, print, publish books. In short, he may do all these things. He might be the greatest man of God and his life may be summed up in a brief clause. He walked with God. No big deal about it. There is much in little. You get that? There is much in little. He walked with God. His walk was not a mere sentiment or some old tale. 
No, for we are told that Enoch had sons and daughters. And still he walked with God. In our day and age, it's not easy to have sons and daughters and walk with God in the world. But we thank God for the sons and daughters in Christ. The fathers and mothers can walk with God. Amen to that. He was just an ordinary man. Okay? He was an everyday family man. Don't you think he had some problems? Yes, he did. And some trials? Yes, he did. And with all the trials and the troubles that sons and daughters can bring into a home, Enoch, we read, he still walked with God. And probably the more so because he felt his greater need of divine help and comfort. It was Enoch's great privilege to walk with God. How many years? Let me tell you how many. 300 years. In those days, they lived about 900 years. He walked 300 years with God. Notice that it says that Enoch walked with God, and not God walked with Enoch. There's a big difference. In other words, let me clear it for you before we start. If God was walking on the right side of the street and Enoch on the left, he didn't ask God, why don't you cross over and walk with me? Ah, Are you getting it? No. Enoch says, where you walking, I will walk. He said, Lord, okay, I'm going to cross the street and I want to walk with you. It means a lot. My question today is, do we want to have a blessed life like this man? Do we want to walk, men? Do we want to walk with God? Wow, out of 50 men, I I heard two. Men, do we want to walk with God? (laughs) Amen. Okay, you've committed yourself now. You don't know what's waiting for you. (laughs) You've committed yourself. Are we all, are we ready? Here we are. Here we go. Are we ready to open our lives to Him and let God lead us and become our all in all? You answer that. If yes, then it behooves us as fathers on a Father's Day like this to look into this man's walk so we may perhaps draw some lessons To help us become better fathers and better men of God. Amen? Okay. Walking with God. Well, there's a lot of things. After I finish, say, hey, you forgot to say this and that. There's a lot. But walking of that, I took three, four points quickly so we can go home and uh, uh, fire up the barbecue and enjoy or go wherever you want and enjoy a happy Father's Day. Walking with God, first and foremost, demands Total surrender. Amen. Put that down. Total surrender. Walking with God demands a surrender to God's will. Do we have wills? Yeah, we do. And is it easy to break our will? Yes. And are we ready to surrender our wills to God's will so He can do His will, not our will? 
You know, the name Enoch, let me tell you what it means. It means dedicated. It means yielded to God. It means conformed to God's mind. It means surrendered. And that's what his name means. And no wonder he lived up to his name. He lived up to his name. And he lived. And in other words, this walk demands surrender our wills and our life to him. We learn from Saul's life. If you review Saul's life, the King Saul, oh, and his failures, that he never had a surrendered life to his God. And when he didn't have that surrendered life, what did life, what his life ended with? Completely disaster. Complete disaster. A man of God by the name of S.I. Macmillan once wrote, Surrendering one's will to the divine will may seem to be a negative procedure, but it gives positive dividends. Surrendering all to him measures the secret of a successful, victorious Christian life. Do you hear that, fathers? And I, I said it before, and I will say it now, and it's becoming a Johnny, Johnny one note with me. God is looking for yes men. That's the meaning of surrendered. In other words, whatever God says, yes, sir, I will do it. If you were in the army and you were giving orders, what do you say to your captain? And when you don't say yes, sir, what happens? We don't want to go there, do we? we? Yes, sir. And when you have one who is higher than any captain, than any president, than any king, than any monarch in the world, and says, this is what I would like you to do. And he asks you with all humility and love and dedication and grace, what, you should, what should you say to him? Yes, sir. When God is requiring us to surrender our lives to him, we should not have that difficulty. Because we are better surrendered in the hands of God than in any other hands available. We heard God is looking for a few good men. Men of dignity. Men of qualities. And the Lord is looking and still looking. And you can be that man if you surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. If there are some men here this morning, they have not surrendered their life to Jesus Christ. I would ask you to do that this morning. Like this man, Enoch, he surrendered completely his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Men and are willing to accept his will. This is what Jesus, this is what God is looking for. Men are willing to accept his will. Uh, you know, <clears throat> whatever God's will for you, when you take it and accept it in a surrendered way, you know, you will be happy with it. Have you ever met a guy, you ask him, how are you doing? He's always smiling. He's always pleased. He's always happy. You know why? This person is pleasing God. And he's pleased with God, with what God has for him. You know, There's a story of a gentleman who was traveling on a misty morning. And he was on the countryside walking along and he met a shepherd. I saw many of those 
in my life. A shepherd and his sheep are going behind him. And he asked the shepherd, what the weather will be today, shepherd? Well, the shepherd answered in his old way, it will be, said the shepherd. Well, the traveler said, could you explain? The gentleman (laughs) was really astonished at this answer. He said, sir, it shall be what weather pleases God. And what weather pleases God, pleases me. And the Bible testifies about Enoch. It wasn't a walk only. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 5, God took him up for he obtained the witness that that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Everything pleased him. He wasn't a difficult person to please. Why? Because his will was surrendered. And fathers today, if you want to walk with God, the very first thing, you have to take that will and deposit it at the feet of Jesus. And you know, we have an example. A great example. The Lord Jesus Christ. What did he say? Your will be done. Your will. Not mine. I have mine. But I will. Take it. And put it at your feet. Men. You want to be better fathers. Better husbands. Take that will. And put it at the feet of Jesus. And let the will of God. Be your will from now. Until eternity. Number two, see I'm going fast. Number two, walking with God demands also unbroken fellowship. Unbroken fellowship. You know what it says? Day in and day out, if we are going to translate the Bible, that verse we read. Day in and day out, Enoch walked with God for 300 years. Can I explain it any any further? Is it clear? Is it clear? Day in and day out. Okay. What was his secret? What do you think was his secret to walk 300 uninterrupted days? And when we say walking with God, that's in emotions, in life, in every day. The man had business to take care of. He has children to take care of. He had wife to take care of. He had to go to work every day. He had illnesses to deal with. He went through everything else. He was a normal man. But day in and day out, he never lost his fellowship with God. You know what? His secret. I think you might have another one, but here's one. He definitely avoided anything that would separate him from God. How about that? If you have another one, it's okay. He definitely avoided Anything that would separate him from God. He knew, it seems, what interrupts his fellowship with God and did not give in to any temptation. Now the question is, what breaks our fellowship with God? Someone said sin. Bill, thank you. Nothing else. Sin. You have under sin. There's a lot. There's a big list. What breaks your fellowship with God? 
Man, you want to be a better father, you better have a great uninterrupted fellowship with God. What brings it? Sin. In any form, in any shape, in any way, sin interrupts your fellowship with God. Nothing grieves our Savior's heart like sin. The Bible clearly says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. It's Ephesians 4.30. A man, the man of God, Charles Fuller said, fellowship with God means warfare with the world. Do you want to have unbroken fellowship with God? Warfare. You are in a war with the world. That means what I mean. With this worldly thing that you see around you. You have to have a fight on a daily basis. You fight against every sin you see on a daily basis. And you cannot join forces with the world. You become the enemy of God. And you lose that fellowship that you were looking for. Another godly man once wrote, Most Christians do not have fellowship with God. They have fellowship with each other about God. And that's the problem. We need fellowship with God. Let's not stop talking. Let's look within. Am I? uh, Do I have an interrupted fellowship daily with God? Do I read my Bible daily, men? Do I follow the word? Do I take my instruction from the word of God? I am the yes man that God wants me to be. How about my thoughts? Are my thoughts God's thoughts? How about my choosing? How about that? My wants, I want this and I want that and I want the others. I want this. Let God want for you. Let God choose for you. Like some uh, man of God says, I choose for God to choose for me. I said that before. And remember that. This is why. Uninterrupted fellowship. Oh, yes. Close fellowship with God. And you know when you are, when I believe when he started walking with God, he developed a reputation, Enoch. Say, here, here goes Enoch. You know, he's so religious. You have to be prepared when you walk with God. He's so religious. People did not understand. Oh yeah, he's going every day with, with his walk with God. Yeah. I mean, in his, in his deal, dealing with others, he was straightforward. People tried to catch him in a lie. They couldn't. He did business in such a way that he, it honored God. This is why I say uninterrupted fellowship. How many years did he have children who got sick? Yes. Did he have a problem with the neighbors uh, on many things? Yes. He gave in. And I believe that when he walked with God, he says, Good morning, God. How are you? Good morning. How are you today? Oh, today I have some problems. I'm under attack, as I know. And God will give him, will give him the support, will give him the need. Because what? He opened his heart to God. And he put in front of God everything. He took everything to God in prayer. He brought every situation he had to God. And he said, Lord, whatever you want me. I don't know how to resolve this situation. Could you help me resolving this situation? And somehow the Lord helped him. Not one day, not one week, not one month, not one year. 300 years he walked with God. And when you walk with God, you start looking like God. 
Did you ever think this way? How many times you look in the face of a Christian who's been with God. Says, wow, I saw, his, I saw the face of God on his face. I saw the face of God on her face. I'm not preaching to men only. I'm preaching to the whole church today. But men, men first and foremost. And when you, when you spend some time, did you ever hear this? When a husband and wife live together for over 20 years, they start looking like each other. Did you ever hear that? I heard it. I heard it. Why? You spend so many times together, you start looking like each other. You start talking like it's the same language. You start using the same anecdotes. You start saying, you want to say, oh, she understands you. I mean, I tell Sylvia, let's do this. And Randy and Shelley will tell you, my dad means this, this and that, but my mom understands. Before you even utter what you want, you understand each other. Why? Because you have been walking together for quite some time. And when you walk with God for quite some time, you will start looking like Him. You know that? You'll start to have that same face, the loving face, the graceful face, the graceful attitude, that graceful demeanor, if you will please, like God. You know, it has been said, a child is not likely to find a father in God unless he finds something of God in his father. Why? Because he's, his father walking with God. So, fathers, this is my encouragement to you today. Let's continue walking with God. Let's do it all together. And that's what a close walk with God does. A Bible school teacher, here's one for you, asked her class to draw a picture of God for her. A little boy finished first and said, Well, I drew a picture of my daddy because I don't know what God looks like, but I know what my dad looks like. Got it? What a great responsibility we have, fathers, and each and every one of us. Let's walk with God. Whatever interrupts this walk, throw it out the window. Whatever this thing that you love and God has been talking to you about in your heart, toss it out because the fellowship with God is worth more than this little thing that is so dear to your heart. Take it and throw it out the window and follow God with an uninterrupted walk. Fellowship with Him is worth the whole world plus. <clears throat> Thirdly, walking with God demands a life commitment. Let me explain. We are to live in this world where people see us and in us, <laughs> all kinds of things. And people meet us many times over. We, at least in this church, meet and see each other like four or five times a week. If not three times a week. And you know, <clears throat> they should see and feel and notice that we represent our Lord Jesus Christ in His fullness. They should see that we're committed Christians. We're not just going for the ride. We didn't like because we like the church and we like the people. We, as long as we can make it, we'll make it here. Oh, well, I'll, we'll come every, <coughs> once every Sunday. This is not a commitment. Do you think uh, Enoch committed half-heartedly? 
He committed his life to him. He committed his all to him. He's committed his children to him. He committed his wife to him. He committed his job. He committed his business to him. And can, is there any better place than his hands? Are there any better, stronger hands than the hands of God? Is there any better insurance company than the company of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? To take your life, he, that is the real insurance that you have. Forget any other insurance. If you're not insured with God, the other insurance will not help you in eternity. Commitment means walking with God prohibits indulgence in the sinful pleasures of the world. It calls for separation from evil and consecration to God. That's a lifetime commitment. Remember what the Bible says. God is light. And those who walk with Him do not walk in darkness. You cannot mix it. You cannot mix buying Coke, non-fat, diet Coke, uh, full this and that. You can mix, you can mix any things. You can buy, go to the store and say, I want a couple of this and a couple of that. People, people say, okay, you can have it. But you cannot mix the world with God. You cannot mix light with darkness. You cannot live a double life. Like we heard it here from this pulpit. You cannot have a two decks of cars and play with them. When all is said and done, walking with God is a life commitment. You know what? Enoch stayed the course, regardless of all the difficulties he encountered. He was a family man. He had teenagers. He had Methuselah. You know, if you open your Bible, I want to show you something. Open your Bible, okay, to Genesis chapter 5. Verse 24 we read, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. And Methuselah lived 187 years, and became the father of Lamech. He had Methuselah. He raised up Methuselah. And he walked before Methuselah with God. And you know when Methuselah was born and grew up, what do you think Methuselah did? Fathers, listen to me. Methuselah walked with God. Because his father walked with God. Because he raised him to walk with God. And the daughters walked with God. And Methuselah brought Lamech. If you go down, okay. And Methuselah lived, lived 782 years and became the father of Lamech. Lamech was his son. And how did his son behave, you think? God is honoring them. We have their names here. He walked with God. Say, Adel, how do you know? I am coming. I will tell you how do I know. And Lamech got married. And he says, he remembered, oh, my dad used to walk with God, my grandpa. I love my grandpa, he used to walk with God. And then he brought to the world, God gave him a son. What was his name? 
Noah. And let's say whether Noah walked with God or not. And let's look at verse 9 in chapter 6, verse 9. These are the records of the generations of Noah. Noah was what? A righteous man. Ooh, righteous man. Like father, like grandfather. Like father, like son. Noah was a righteous man. Okay, more, more. Blameless. He was complete. He was perfect. He was having integrity. But above all, and Noah, what does the Bible say? Walked with God. From generation to generation. You want your children to walk with God? Please walk with God. They all walked with God. And Noah, here it is. In the Bible. And Noah walked with God. You know, you cannot walk for a certain period and say, I quit. This is a lifetime commitment. God committed himself to you forever and ever. He saved you for eternity. And you, I mean, as a father, if you want to walk with God, it's not, I will try it. No. It's, I will cross to the other side and walk with you. And wherever you take me, I will go. Wherever you lead me, I will follow. Whatever you feed me, I will swallow. And whatever you have for me, I will accept it. Because walking with you is the best thing that I can ever accomplish in this life. A photographer tells of a young man who wanted duplicate copies of his girlfriend's picture. The photographer noticed the following inscription on the back of the portrait. My dearest Tom, it says, I love you with all my heart. I love you more and more each day. I will love you forever and ever. I am yours for all eternity. Signed, Anne. Then there's a P.S. If you ever break up, I want this picture back. (laughs) Is this a commitment? No. That's the world. If we ever break back, give me back the picture. We who have been saved have professed our love to Christ. We belong to Christ. There can no be no PS in our life, a life given to God. You cannot give your life to God and say, P.S., if we ever break up, I'm going home. You can't go anywhere. Once saved, forever saved. And you better have your life committed to God forever and ever. We can never break up with Him. We are His. We belong to Him forever and ever. That's what I mean by a lifetime commitment. This was the case with Enoch, and it should be with us. Finally, walking with God demands an uncompromising life. Someone said, compromise is always wrong when it means a sacrificed principle. Do you get that? It's always wrong when you sacrifice a principle. Many things are worse than defeat. And compromise with evil is one of them. Lot compromised. Who? He compromised his life. He wanted to say, well, hey, I can stay. I I I can be the Christian God wants me to be. But there down there in Sodom, it's 
more, it's green, it's wonderful, it's more business, it's better. I will stay in the gate. I'll become the mayor. I will keep my life with, uh, my relationship with Jesus Christ. I'd be okay with God. Oh yeah, but when we go down, where we, where we'd find him? Find him living with the people. We find him, his children and his wife and his whole being in danger because he compromised his life. Be careful where you live. Be careful who you deal with. Be careful who you play with. Be careful who you go out with. Be careful who is your friend. Uh, as a Christian, do not compromise Jesus Christ for anything under the sun. Samson compromises life with Delilah, and you know the result of that. Solomon compromised, and he had 1,000 wives, and you know what happened. They took and they swayed his heart away from God. Let us not compromise all the principles that we know about. Compromising our beliefs, our faith, our principles, and God's unchanging standards to accommodate a certain uh, idea, achieve a desire, or a man's wish is evil and destructive. I stand firm on that. Our whole existence must depend only on God's truth and His Word and nothing else. Men, you want to be good fathers, be uncompromising fathers with regards to a stand with God. And the, and the Bible says clearly, and be ye not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and, and perfect will of God. In Romans 12, 2, we find it. When an individual or a congregation has the attitude of compromise in regard to spiritual values and truth, dark days are ahead. Satan says to you, let us negotiate. Oh, this is the start of compromise. But there are some things that are not negotiable. We should stand firm. We cannot negotiate this. For instance, we cannot compromise the church with the world. Christ and His church deserve our very best and utmost loyalty. God is looking for these men. And you fathers have to stand up and fill in the gap. Men, I address you this morning with all love and all others in attendance. All eyes are upon us during this difficult period in our history. Our lives are being scrutinized. Do you know that? Our behavior is being evaluated. Our conduct is being appraised. And our walk is under the microscopic lenses of friends and foes. We are being tested from every side. And failure is not an option. Compromise is not the solution. We heard this morning... God is looking for few good men. And I call upon each and every man this morning, every father, you be that man. You be that good man to lead your family and your children to the safe shore. <clears throat> I read the following and I want to read it to you. This is not from me. May it challenge our hearts. I'll end with it. The world needs men. Who cannot be bought. Whose word is their bond. 
who put character above wealth, who are larger than their vocations, who do not hesitate to take chances, who will not lose their identity in a crowd, who will be as honest in small things as in great things, who will make no compromise with wrong, whose ambitions are not confined to their own selfish desires, who will not say they do it because everybody else does it, who are true to their friends through good report and evil report, in adversity as well as in prosperity, who do not believe that shrewdness and cunningness are the best qualities for winning success, who are not ashamed to stand for the truth when it is unpopular, who can say no with emphasis, although the rest of the world says yes. God is looking for men like these. And our response should be, God, make me this kind of a man. May God bless you this day and give you the strength to walk with him and be the man he wants you to be. And you know what the Bible says? He promises things when we take the stand. He, he said, how blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of the sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scoffers, and he will be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruits in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and whatever he does, repeat, whatever he does, he prospers. My choice, I want to walk with him. I want to walk with God. And you can walk with God by meeting with him today. If there's someone who's not walking with God, says, Adol, show me how. I tell you one thing. Can come and meet with him at the feet of the cross. Say, Adol, I want to walk with God. I want to be that father. And say, hey, I take you, Jesus, to be my savior. And I want to walk with you for the rest of my life. Takes this minute, and you'll be the person after God's own heart. Let's bow our heads for prayers. We thank you, our Father, for the opportunity to be here together. Listen to your voice, what the Bible tells us. We thank you for each and every person. We thank you for the families represented here, and we pray for the fathers and the mothers and each one in attendance, that we will decide to walk with you and obey you and not compromising our stand for you. We ask your blessings upon each and every one, and may we ask you to dismiss us with these words. I will be with you till the end of the world. Strengthen each and every one and help us to live to honor you until you come. In Jesus' name we ask and pray. Amen.